like, um, pretty much he's like, I know you're not talking to me. Like, I'm the smallest of my kids, of my dad's, you know, son, if I'm brave, and you know, why are we here right now? Why are we, you know, doing all of this? I like, I like, bro, God is like, I, he's so funny to me. It is the way he talked about it. To me, the next thing I pointed out was uh, 614. Gideon said all of that. He let, he let Gideon talk, and to me, God was just sit up there like, mm hmm. Yep. Yep, I know. Yep, you the youngest, you the weakest. All right, cool. You done? All right. Go with strength you have and rescue Israel from the people. I'm sending you. That was his next word. Like, he let Gideon say all that stuff. Like, man, if you know, if, I, if that's true, then we wouldn't be slaves right now. And I'm the weakest one. My dad's family ain't even that high in the ranks. Like, I hear you. And God, like, I, I know he heard him say all that, but when one ear out the other, he was like, okay, cool. Go with strength because I already called you brave and rescue Israel because I am sending you. And I was like, okay, why why is that important to me? So then I, I, I took some notes down and I was like, you know what? My notes on that is because God be hearing when we say, when we're trying to start over. I got here in San Antonio off of, you know, a high note and then I hit a low note and I had to start over. And I'm like, God, man, it sucks, man. Like, I, I gotta start over financially. I gotta start over in the marriage. I gotta start over all this. Like, I don't know if I can do all this. Like, I don't think I can get blessed no more. I don't think I can do all this. And God is just like, mm-hmm. I hear you, Jamarcus. Yep. Okay. Hey, so I'm gonna need you to do the same thing you did when you got when you got all that. I'm gonna need you to do that again because you're brave and I know who you are. So, and plus I'm sending you there. So when you're done with all that, like sitting in that little corner, I need you to get on your feet, uh, put on your armor of God and go out there again because this war is still happening. Yeah. And that's how I feel like God was talking to Gideon at that time. Like, I hear what you're saying, but whatever, right? Yeah. And then uh, my uh, my wife's uncle uh, hit me up in my Bible app and gave me like another another uh, translation of what he got from it. And what he said was, he believed God gives us power to walk in victory over and through every circumstance that we may be going through in life. If we trust and have faith as a mustard seed, Jesus is the author and the finisher of all stories. So sometimes, and I, I believe that, Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget about that. You know, Jesus is the one who started the story. He's gonna be the one who's gonna finish the story. Like he, our steps are ordered. He knows what's going on. He knows what we're doing. We may go off a little bit, but he already know that, and he already know how to get us back on where we're going when we go off this day and when we go off that day. So like that ties back into like that power that he's speaking back in the beginning. Like I need you to go in strength. I'm gonna continue to speak this to you. I called you brave earlier, so now I'm telling you to go in strength, and I'm telling you I sent you. Yeah. Continually speaking, life, we gotta be able to hear it, life, and we gotta be able to understand that we have it in us to keep going. So, to start over, it's just a part of life, man. Bro, like, <laughs> man, you yeah. bro, points, man. Golly, so to go with what you off everything you just said, I was in Ephesians, and it ties so beautifully into what you just said. This is how I know, like, in times and the things, like, when you're going through things in life, man, yeah. God's word, it just comes so peacefully and so perfect in timing. Like, when he wants something done, it's a certain way that he wants it done. Mm. Just like how you just said, he spoke certain words. He already spoke and gave you authority and power to go take care of what he, of the will that he needs you to take care of, right? So just like he told you, he was like questioning everything about coming to San Antonio. He was like, everything is already waiting for you and, and I need you to go. Yeah. So. The same thing happened to me, bro. Like the same mindset. I just came from, you know, uh, I was in Meridian and I was, I was on homes, but I, I turned it around, you know, uh, 
ain't so worried for my fiance, but I turned things around, man, and I made, you know what I'm saying, I made the command work for me. Yeah. And, and you know, I left a great, uh, you know, I like to leave, when I leave the transfer phone command, I like to leave it better than what I, what, 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 what it was when I got it, and I like to feel like I made an impact with it, right? And so, <laughs> I did that. God gave me a word from my fiance that spoke to me to change my attitude. So then he come back and said, you know, he gave me all these things, and then he said, yeah, you're going to San Antonio. But the word I got was, oh yeah, I'm going to get you a Pensacola so that, you know what I'm saying, you can go see your family, go see your son, go see your fiance, you be in a perfect position. It, I was I was looking at the comfort. Ooh. But okay. I said, nah, I need you to go to San Antonio. Oh, I like that, the comfort. Okay. I need to take you out of your comfort zone. I need, because mm. you got things I need you to go do over there, and you got to become who I need you to become over there, and I'm placing you there purposely. Look, it's 10 hours away, it's this, is that. That's all right. I told you, well, just go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm just going. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, even when I got here, you know, still faced challenges, but he was like, I, I sent you there. I, I already knew that was coming. But you don't handle it. You know what I'm saying? You good. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, you saying this and that. Yeah, I hear you complains. That's cool. I'll listen. But you're going to get done what I need you to get done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was crazy, man. Dang, it's crazy. So I'll dive into the scripture that that just like beautifully ties into it, man. And it's Ephesians 5, uh, Ephesians 1, verse 5. And it says, <clears throat> He predestined and lovely, lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through Christ uh, Jesus Christ in accordance with the kind in, uh, intentions and good pleasures of his will. Here are words that he's using. With kind intentions and good pleasures of his will. Hmm. So what his will is, it's going to be great for your life. But, like we said in, in past podcasts, the teacher's always quiet when you're going through the test. Yep. And to get to his will and his pleasures, he's got to send you through a test. You have to grow to a certain place in order to receive and do his will. Because if you don't, then you're going to be doing your own thing and outside the will of God. And when you're outside of the will, from a personal experience for me, man, it's the worst place to be. So. <laughs> Very. That um that last one you just talked about, man, that outside of his will, man. Yeah. That's a that's a lonely spot, man. That's a very lonely spot. And that's where that's where you, you move past like your alignment with God's purpose. Yeah. And once you get there, that's where, you know, discipline comes in after all. And for me that was and that was for me how I even got to the start over. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm definitely gonna read more into that one. But I do like how I do like how God's word, man, like he always says like that he still speaks life into it with kindness. And you know how he's doing it. It's not to it's not to hurt you. It's to get to the purpose, and then also make you better as a person. Yeah, yeah, that's strong. Um, I thought I'm gonna wait to the end because you said you said like you said one of the things that lead it better than you than you found it. That's about the old moral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna try to get to the end. But the next point I'll make like getting the story is so like after God just spoke to him again and told him all of that, right? Mm -hmm. I like how in the next part. I'm just like, just give like, you know, a little short of it. But Gideon is like most of us. He's like, all right, guys. So you saying I'm strong. You saying I'm about to free the, is like, you saying I'm about to, re, you know, rebound on this marriage. You saying I'm about to be wealthy. Yeah. I need a sign. Yeah. I need a sign, guys. So Gideon says, I'm going to go get something to sacrifice. You hold on. Stay right there. Just don't leave though until I get this though. Right. So he does it. Right? Yeah. God gives him a sign. Yeah. He says, hold up. In this point right here, what got me was you heard the word from God. Yeah. And like me, and like most people, we still need an extra sign from God. Man, God, I'm driving down this road. This is the way I'm supposed to be going. If you, if you can give me a sign, 
and something random would happen. Like, it, it happened to me before. I, I don't know about everybody else, but it happened to me before. Right. And I'd be like, God, you know what? God, you can make this like Blink. And it's a movie that I talk about. I think everybody saw, if you haven't, Bruce Almighty. Oh, yeah. There's a scene where, you know, him and his wife get into this big argument, and he's just storming out the house after, after having a bad work day, and somebody got the job that he wanted, right? So he's driving down the road. He has the bees, his wife has them. He prays and says, God, this is the way, just give me a sign. A big truck jumps out in front of him saying, don't go this way, you know, all this. <laughs> and then he says, God, I still need this sign. But he can sign on the left that turn around, and he yeah. missed all of those. Yeah. And then he drops the bees, and what does he do? He runs into a tree and breaks the car. Yeah. And then he calls on God like, oh, I'll smite, smite me. And then he gets a page, and it's a random number on his page, right? And that's so funny to me because we've all been there and been like, God, you can just give me a sign if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And we, and we get him. And then we, we need to walk past him or we don't hear him. And in this moment, Gideon, he had his confirmation because he had an angel talking to him, telling him twice that I'm with you, I'm sending you, go in strength, be brave. And now he wanted a real live miracle on earth to see if it was God who was talking to him. And I know I have been there and asked God, like, God, I need, I need a tangible one on this. Like, you talking about San Antonio? Man, like, for real, this ain't got nothing that's gonna help me. Like, it ain't gonna help me. And I was thinking about, like, what you said, comfortable. Like, it wasn't gonna help me because this ain't comfortable with me. And I was asking for miracles and tangible signs, even after hearing him say, you need to spend more time with your family. Your family's more important than what you're seeking. Like, and these are the things, like, what you was talking about. So I wanted to make that point when you're starting over, fellas, and, and my brother, he talked about it, it's going to have you out of your comfort zone. Your start over is never going to be comfortable. Your start over is always going to be uncomfortable. Whenever God has his hands on you, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So we don't need, when you hear a word from God, don't don't mistake that. Like, take that word and read on it. Go in silence and talk to God and let him, let him speak to you again. Don't walk past the signs that you've already gotten. Like me, like I've already seen the signs and I kept asking for more signs. And I'm and, and he, God's probably just like, man, how many more signs you want me to send you? I, I done sent you, a, you know, on Snapchat, on Facebook, the ground. I sent it to UPS and Postal. <laughs> how many more you want? Right. It's because of we're in our comfort zone and we're not even paying attention. We're not focusing on what's important. And I wanted to make that point very, very clear, man. And that, that point to me, like, really got us in my own bro, like, for real. So. It's, it's, it's funny that you. <laughs> It's funny that you say that, man, because I've been the person like, hey, you know, you just let me know, like, if I get a text, if I get, you know what I'm saying, something stupid, man. Yeah. It's like, man, God looking like, bro, do you know the power that I have? Like, why are you texting me right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, man, that's, man, that's, that was good, man. That was so good, man. I'm just thinking about, like, I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't have it all the way together, but how they say it, but there was a story where there was a man in the water. And he was like, God, if you can send me a sign that you're going to save me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I believe you or something like that. And he didn't send this man a, a, a small boat, a big boat. Like, he sent him so many things. And he got to heaven. He's like, God, why you ain't saving me? He's like, well, I sent you three different boats. Like, why you ain't get in? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we get distracted because we want what we want. Yeah. And that goes back into that comfort zone. We want it how we want it because we have plans. And yes, we have plans, but God is gonna order the steps to the plan. And we sometimes get so so full of ourselves, and this is just my understanding of why we get tested. It's because God don't want us to get outside ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. if you look back in the Bible, through the many from the Old Testament to the New, anytime people got beside themselves and felt like they were bigger than God, God destroyed. 
true. He struggled with what they were doing. And you can put that into, into context of your own life. God is uh, uh, not let, he will tear down. You can be up on this high pedestal, you got this job, this position, you got this money, you got all these material things, and he will take it all away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Walk yeah. And just like you said, man, like he was telling you, hey, here's the sign, it's time to win. And sometimes like, uh, I think it was Michael Todd, Pastor Michael Todd that talked about, uh, you know, we sitting here looking for messages and looking for these things, and God was like, just do the last thing I told you to do. Yeah. Until it's time for you to move. But sometimes, like you said, you were looking for something tangible, but God already gave you the move. You said you got ordered at the same time. Just go. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we, we, we were looking for <laughs> these big, gigantic, blinking, fluorescent signs, and we're looking for mountains of money, we're looking for the perfect person to come into our life, and God will send you something so simple as, hey, you got a, you got a phone call saying you got fired today. And he knows, <laughs> and like, man, I lost my job, it's over, blah, 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 blah. And God was like, but I got a two-time, like, you gonna make 10 times the money you ever made in your life, and just do what I told you to do. Just go, trust me. You know what I'm saying? You know, when it comes to trust, man, like, we need things, sometimes we need tangible things. And again, we're so focused on the big picture in these big, gigantic, false things that the world tells us this this is from God and success looks like this and all these other things. And it'd be the simplest thing, like, like for me, when it came to uh, my son, you know, I thought life was over after I separated from my ex-wife. <laughs> and the judge was like, he gonna stay here with his mother and you'll get to see him three months out of the year. And I'm like, man, what is that? I'm the father. Like, I got all this taken away, she winning. She getting blessed like this, this is happening, I'm losing this, this, and this. And legitly, once I started trusting God, he started restoring time back. Nobody, you can't see time. <laughs> the only way you can see time is because people created these numbers and you think that's time. But God's time is different than worldly time. Big facts. I didn't understand what he was restoring back into my life and getting me to really focus on and getting me to a place where I could finally depend on him and not myself. And we get that so many, like we get into that mindset so much, man, that like God, like I said, he'll take, he'll destroy it all. He'll take it, he'll tear down the house. And I ain't talking about the figure, I ain't talking about like a literal house. I'm talking figuratively in the things that you put, the thing, the masters that you serve. Because he said, man won't serve two masters. You can't serve your career and not God. You can't serve your family and not God. You can't serve that money and not God. He'll take it all away. That's the part of it. If you doing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, oh, really? Let me get that job about you. Let me get that money from you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then once he break you down to a place where you like where you can finally hear him, now just go and do what I told you. Oh, brave one. I ain't gonna take it away from you and I speak life back into you. That ain't the kind of guy. That's a loving God, man. Like, man, man, man that's just it. <laughs> that's a loving God, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you just think about what he's taking away, just think about that, that little meme. I think we talked about this on another podcast, but the meme of the little girl. God took away the small bear, but he had the biggest one. Back. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You don't have to back. Like, hey, I got something better for you, but you got to trust me. Mm. Depending on your comfort zone or the things that you want to do and just do what I told you. I already spoke life into you in this whole entire book. <laughs> but what I'm talking about is the Bible because we don't tend to read it. We get them radio scriptures. And we don't read. But if you read, he's already told you wonderful things about yourself because there are going to be people and the world is going to tell you something different. So, don't get outside the will of God because everything in his purpose, in his love and kind, kind uh, loving intention, pleasures of his will. He's already spoken in life. He already gave provision there. True. And it's waiting on you. The things that you probably asked for, 10 times better than what you asked for, but it's waiting for you. But you got to get to it the way God wants you to get to it. 
Hey, man, like, uh, one of the parts that you just said that stuck out to me, man, was how, like, uh, all these things that we are, you know, thinking that's important and God is trying to, uh, you know, show us that's not. And I think it was one, I think I had posted it, uh, got win, or I might have said it in the podcast, too. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was just something as simple as, um, you're more focused on things that I blessed you with than the person who blessed you with. Yes. And I was like, wow, like, and when, once it gets like that, you got to understand that, like, God needs you to be, you know, he needs you to be reliant on him. Uh, that's the point I got from what you were saying, that he would take all those things away because you're not you're not relying on him no more. You're relying on money or you're relying on relationships or you're relying on work or you're relying on, you know, continue trying to rise and do all of this. God needs you to be empty. Um, Pastor T.D. Jakes uh, talked about that uh, last Sunday. He needs you to be empty. Like, he needs you to be reliant on him. He don't need you full to bless you. He don't need you full to make a change in your life. He needs you to be empty. So... And, a, and if you think about empty, uh, anything talking about empty, it's pretty much starting over. If you got a bottle of water and you pour all the water out to fill it back up, you're starting over to fill the water back up. Mm-hmm. So that's the part of like being empty. It's like starting over again. You're empty. I would like to just, like, once you first start something, you are more focused on what you're doing than if you've been doing it forever. Like, your, your, your focus is so much there. You're reliant on whatever you're starting over on. If you're starting over on working out, you're going to push yourself to see results. So think about that with God. If God is starting you over, he's pushing you to get you to his purpose. Yes. So he needs the same thing from you, that breakdown, that meditating time. Like, we can have times where God is taking things from us and we have been on rock bottom. Yeah. And that start over right there is, like, the most... You do all in because you have nothing else to rely on. It is. It, it, I, I know. I mean, I'm speaking for myself. I threw my hands up. Like, man, I ain't got nothing else. I don't. I don't know what else you want. I don't. I don't have nothing else for you to take. You got it all. Whatever you want to do right now, let's do it. And you, you, you heard like you know old black you know grandmas and mamas say, Jesus take the wheel, and that's pretty much telling like we started over. Jesus, you got the wheel. Take it. Take it and run with it. Yeah. That part what you talked about, man. That that really hit me because I, I I I lived and walked it. And it's, it's, it's not easy, man. It's uncomfortable, man. Yeah. God has his hands on you. It hurts. And I, I talk about that, like, starting over working out. That first day hurt. Yeah. It's, it's a look It's a look in a mirror at yourself. Because yeah. you think about, like, when you when you had the beach body, the, the Meg Stallion and the Morris Chetna, you, you walk past the mirrors then. Yeah. You walk past them because you knew what you had. Mm. But once you let it go, yeah. and your first day starting over, yeah. and you get back from the gym, and you look in the mirror, your first thought is, man, how did I get here? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. And that hurts. It hurts. It hurts your soul. It hurts your mind frame. And you can do two things right there. You could give up. Yeah. And be like, man, I'm never. Oh, this was me. I'm never going to get back to where I was. Or you can fight and live through the uncomfortable because God's speaking life into you every single day. And get back to where you were. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like, like you said, man, time don't got a number on it. So if you lost a year, which is 365 days, God don't see that. Come on, bro. God don't see 365 days. God see, all right, I can redeem this, and you can forget about it. He already told you to forget about the past anyway. So many times in the Bible. Why are you worried about yesterday or today when tomorrow gonna bring his own problems? Mm-hmm. That's the verse out of the Bible. I don't even know the. I don't even know the names and them. I just read it before. But he already said, like, why are you worried about yesterday and even today when tomorrow about to bring new problems? That's pretty much telling you, let go of the past. I think we talked about it last time with Paul. I'm going to keep pressing on. Yeah. Pressing on means that 
I gotta forget what happened yesterday and a year ago in 365 days and keep pressing on because the press on is what's gonna get me on. Like you gotta make you gotta make sense with that. Yeah. And I just wanted to touch on that a little bit, man. This next few points I'll make with like Gideon and like close out in the chapter, um, so we can keep like hitting important parts. The next thing that happens is, man, like, you know, uh, Gideon gets, he gets stronger, he finally gets his signs, he takes what God's saying, and he's like, you know what, we're going to roll it out. I'm going to gather up all these things, I'm going to do what God says, so Gideon gets 20, uh, 22,000 men to follow, mm-hmm. all right? I missed a very big point about this, all right? If you, if you follow, you know, in the beginning of the Bible, the Israelites were free, right? God freed them. But then how they became slaves was because they started worshiping other things, other gods. I'm going to tie that back into it because my brother E just talked about that. All right. So this is why they got to start over in the first place, because they got freed by God and then they start worshiping other guys. That's not my thing, right? I got money from God, I owed it from God, then I started just promote, then I started just worshiping the promotion. So God said, okay, I'm going to start you back over so you can realize what got you here. We're going to get to that later. All right. We're going to get to that later. But he got 22,000 men to start following him. And God said, hey, that's too many. We're we trying to take over. We're trying to take over. What do you mean that's too many? And I said, that's not too many. That's too many people. That's too many hands in the pot. So he said, all right. Hey, if whoever we and whoever can't fight, I need y'all to go home. So he got left with 10,000 men. He was like, all right, we can still ride out. We ready. God said, nope, that's still too many. Still too many. He said, hold on. We just want to take over something. You knocked me down from 22,000 to 10,000. And now you're saying 10,000 too many. God said, yep. What I need you to do is tell all these men to go drink down at the stream. Whoever puts water in their hands and drinks is the people, and those need to be separated from the people who get on their knees and drink from the stream. The people that get on their knees and drink from the stream are the people we need to keep. Mm. I haven't, I I need to read more because I haven't, I I haven't asked God, why did he choose the people who got down on their knees to me? I felt like anytime with the Bible that I read, kneeling is always a submissive move. Mm. Jesus got on his knees and watched the feet of his disciples. He didn't do it standing up. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you what I got from this. Yeah. So this is why I felt God chose those people that kneeled. He felt that they were submissive than the people that just stood up to drink water. Mm. I felt like that stream meant something more important to God. That's my translation. But you can get your own translation for it. But the point I'm making is he only had 300 people that he went with. Mm-hmm. Out of 22,000, he was left with 300. And this hit me. My start over took people out of my life. And it never understood to me yesterday. You start over, God is going to remove people out of your life that is not a part of your purpose. I'm telling you right now, this took me and I didn't understand it, but now I got it. If they're not in line to get you to your purpose, they will be removed. God is going to see fit that they're removed. Just like Gideon. Mm-hmm. 22,000 people wasn't going to get to the purpose that needed to get it. Get to 10,000 people wasn't even going to get get. But the people that kneeled and submissively shown to drink out of a stream was the one that God handpicked to be in Gideon's life. Mm-hmm. If that don't make you feel or even make you understand that starting over, it's life with it. There's going to be new life. There's going to be new relationships. Yeah. Me and E, it's a new relationship. Yeah. Even relationships are going to get rebuilt during this. This whole start over, out of all of this, this whole start over is new life. Yeah. That's what's getting spoken into you. New life. 
Trees die, flowers die, and they come back up and it's a new flower. Like this is what, man, like this part right here, like touched me so hard because I was fighting myself on so much about like, man, I'm turning and I'm losing people and I feel bad about it. And at the same time, but God is saying, it's not the time for that right now. They may come later, but right now this mission that we own, this mission that we own to free whoever these Israelites, we need 300. And it's the 300 that I'm gonna pick for you that's gonna get the job done. No, 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 no. I know you need Jerome and them, and you asking for, you know, Sherry and uh, Nuck Nuck and, and Tyrone and them. We don't need them because that's not gonna get the mission done. It's gonna get some stuff done for you, but not for me. And that's what you gotta remember, though. I, I had to, I had to get that point across. I got one more, but I wanted to share it. Man, that was powerful to me. Yo, that one right there. Oh, let me get on point real quick. Yeah. Go with what you just said. Man, God pulling people out your life. Let them go, man. Stop holding yeah. on to them folks, man. Like, I was one of those people that was holding on to relationships that was, didn't know how to break ties with souls and spirits that were on other people that they were trying to put in me. Because the purpose that God had for me, he needed them to move. He needed me. He sent me to San Antonio by myself. I had to get out of, I had to get away from the people. Not saying I don't love them. I, he had a purpose for me. He had to yeah. pull me away so I can be in a place of nothing but relying on him to get his will done. Mm. Podcast to get go for it and, mm. and be launched. Like, again, y'all don't even understand. Podcast started in, in, in day one of me talking to the market. True. That and clearly, true. it was like, bro, we're doing it tonight. I was like, I don't know what to do, but we just gonna do it. And that's it. That's just going forward because I don't, I don't talk to people about doing a podcast. My brother, my cousin, and the direction we were thinking, I said I got something different. And I'm like, God, I don't know nothing about a lot of this stuff. I ain't no, you know, priesthood, apostle, none of that. But he said, hey, I need you to go forth and do what you do. Period. So, hey, let go of them folks, man. They're holding you back. You can love them, but they're holding you back. I'm telling you, they're holding you back, man. Golly, the relationships, fellas. Hey, when that woman leave, if, if it was the way she left, let her leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's for the ladies too. If that dude left you, hey, it's a season. Let him leave, man. Quit holding on to them bad relationships and bad spirits. And it's taking you down the road. It's not for me. So, man, I'm bad, but I had to get dope now. No, 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 man. I appreciate that, man. Because, uh, man, everything you just said, but like I said, man, that, that like, threw me, like, I was just like, wow, man. Cause you get those gems and, Understanding like why you know why God makes things and do stuff like that. You understand. The next point I'll make, man, and uh this is just to tie up the whole Gideon story and to get back to the ending of it. Um, so you know, Gideon, you know, he pretty much he defeats who he needs to defeat, right? And these two people, the two high leaders, they escape. And Gideon and the men are like chasing these two cities and all of this, right? And he gets to these two cities and uh he talks to the officials and he's saying like, Hey, my men are hungry. Um, we're chasing these two dudes. They haven't getting. They haven't been fed. Can you feed us? And the officials of uh, I believe the city is called my uh, country. All right, so I'm probably messing this up. But the officials of Sukkot replied, "Catch the two people first, and then we will feed your army." Mm. That's what their response is back. Mm. All right. Gideon says to them, "These are his words back. After the Lord gives me victory over these two people, I will return and tear your flesh with thorns from the wilderness." That's what Gideon said back. Mm. All right, and then he said after, and then he went to another place and he got the same thing. And he told them, after I return to victory, I will tear down the towers that are built here. 
I want to I want to stop right there and talk about this because when we start over, right, and you get in and you get a new life, you're gonna run into people like Gideon ran into. Hey man, I need help. Well, bro, after you give me this, then I I give you the help you need. Those people are right back into those 300 we were talking about. They didn't speak life into Gideon. They didn't speak. They didn't give Gideon the help to the purpose that he was on. He's trying to free all of them. And they told him, once you get victory, think about that word victory. So once you win, then we will help you. We meet people like this all the time. Hey, man, once you get back on your good foot, because right now you're on your low side, I'll be there for you. I can't really mess with you right now because you ain't got nothing to offer. Yeah. Now, when you was on your hot side, you had everything to offer. These were the people that were running behind you. Yeah. Are these the same people that were running behind you because of God blessing you or because you was blessing them? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So as you're starting over, you're going to have people that's in your life that are going to remove themselves because you no longer have things to offer them. Yeah. I would like you to turn to the people that are with you on your low sides, seeing God making moves in your life, and they're asking you for the offer, even though you got nothing to offer them. Think about who else is like that. Who asks? Who else asks you to give them something when you have nothing else to give them? I only know one. That's God. Yeah. yeah. People like that. Those are godly people in your life that you need to have around. That are going to continue to speak life into you when you have nothing. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of people that's going to be on your side. Yeah. I, I wanted to touch on that because this is what happens. I, I've seen it happen. I'm, I'm telling you, I have. When I went through my low side and I had everything going for me. There were so many people that were coming and asking, but like once, you know, yeah. stuff hit the fan, everybody disappeared. Mm. I couldn't call help nobody. I can only call help on one person. And I felt like Gideon, I'm dead serious, I felt like Gideon, I remember I had to talk to my wife like, boy, when they come back, whoo, wait, wait till they come back. I'm gonna show out. I'm gonna tell everybody, I ain't need to y'all help. I'm gonna get to the world. This time is better. We didn't all seem like the quotes, you know what I'm saying? What was it? A major, uh, a, a major setback for a greater comeback. Like we've all seen these these little things. A minor setback for a major comeback. We just seen this is what this is what that comes from. Like this is what you're. This is what Gideon is saying to them. When I get when I come back from victory, you know what I'm saying? When I come back, I'm gonna start tearing some flesh. I'm gonna start tearing some towers down. And you need to have that thought process. You need to have that in your head. Okay, you don't want to give me help because I'm alone myself. When I come back big, I'm gonna come back big. But I'm gonna let you know why I came back big. Because the, the testimony you about to see, the only person they need to see is God behind that. They don't need to see you. They need to see that the reason you came back was because God put you back. Yeah. All right. I, I really wanted to touch on that, man. And then to end all of this, to end all of this, the crazy part of all this is the Israelites, the Israelites, they get freed again. They're free. Gideon gets them free. He only says, they even ask him at the end, they say, hey, will you rule over us? Gideon's response is, I will not rule over you. The Lord will rule over us. The only thing I ask is earrings from everybody. He makes this big cloak and he puts it up. That's what the Israelites do right after this. They start worshiping what Gideon made. Right back to the start over. <laughs> right back to the start over. And the point I'm just making with that one, bro, is what you said earlier. Gideon came in and was beating wheat. This is how the story started off. He was beating wheat. Or mm. some people that he was slaves to. Mm. Got a word from God. Now he even started off. He got 22,000 followers. 
following him after he did some acts. God broke him down to 10. God broke him down to 300. Saved the Israelites. They were free. They asked him to be a ruler. He said, no, God gonna rule over us. Gideon came and left it better than how he found it. That, that's the whole moral of this. Yeah. He was beating me and now he was getting asked to be a king. Wow. He left it better than how he found it. Mm. Like that's, that's what you gotta see out of this start over. All right, and we ain't ending it right here, but I'm just ending on the Gideon. That's what you gotta see on, on start over. Yeah. You need to go in your start over and how you are right now, you need to leave it better than where you are at that time. Yeah. That's what, take from example, man, I give you, he said it, the podcast, this ain't, this, this wasn't, I didn't think about this in San Antonio, but after talking, talking to Ian and saying that he wanted to start a podcast, and I did, guess what, we leaving it better than how we found it, just right now, if the podcast ended today, this was something better than how I, my start over came, alright, this is how you want to move out and start over, finding those things that are leaving it better than how you found it. Yeah, bro, <laughs> Woo, why you brought that heat tonight? <laughs> Golly, uh, it's so many points to that, man. Um, I was sitting while you were talking, man. I had posted this a couple of days ago. I don't know if y'all can see it, but one side says support, the other side says congrats, right? The stadium full for the congrats, but the support, hey, it's only you and you alone, and God is in every seat in that arena with you. And the moment you recognize that, because that is your start, your start, your restart. I know you feel like you failed. I know you frustrated. But understand God wants you to bring all that frustration to him because even when you don't bring it to him and you try to handle it yourself, you serve in two masters. I needed that because that was me today. And things that have been coming at me and texting me, I was trying to handle it and deal with it. Versus saying, you know what, God? Hey, issue, this is my God. Me, my, me who I serve. Not I'm bringing the problem to God. Issue, this is my God. He's about to talk to you. God, I'm right here waiting for what you got to say after this. I already know you're going to handle it. Okay? And that's part of the restart because you're going to be much better and greater than where you started from. Like you said, you started as out there beating weak. You went from beating weak to being crowned king. And that's when, you know, we talked about earlier was he's going to restore 10 times over, 10 times fold. He's a God of restoration. Like he tell you, like, <laughs> time is nothing to him. So if you felt like you lost out on this over here and jobs and money and all these things, he didn't say you couldn't have it. He just said, trust in me. He just said, do my will and I will bless you abundantly. I will pour you out a blessing so big that you won't have room enough to hold it, right? So, man, just, ah. And, and, and the other point that I took from uh, what you were saying, Gideon said, when I get this victory, meaning that he knew he was going to win because he knew where the choice is held where all it came from. He said, that's that's cool. I see what you did there. I'm going to get this victory, and you don't know why, because I'm going to tell you who gave it to me. You think it's me. And sometimes we get to the place where we're seeing people having success, and we're looking at a person. But you don't know what they, they journey went through. You don't know what their restart was. You don't know what was taken from them. You don't know none of the story. You know what I'm saying? Until they open their mouth <laughs> and let you know, you know what, man? There was a point where I went to God, and this is who I am. There was a point in my life where I wouldn't get no no help, no nothing from God. I was praying, but I know he wasn't listening. Well, I ain't gonna say he wasn't listening. He was listening, but he was waiting on me to come to him. Not me, fam. Not me waiting on God to come to me, because he ain't gonna meet you. Yeah. He said, if you take a step, I'll take two more. <laughs> Meaning, he, you gotta at least, you gotta make an effort to get to him, and he gonna 
mustard seed faith means if you trust a little bit, I'll come to you a lot, right? And we tend to forget that, man, when we on this restart. We feel like everything is over. We just messed up. We can't come back from it. And the restart, man, that's a pivotal foundation to your journey. I love the restart. Like, just listening to what you, what you just talked about, bro, like Gideon's story, I love the restart. I know I'm in the right place. Yeah, like, go man, ahead. Go ahead, bro. Man, like, I had, like, I had so many, like, people, like, I wanted to, like, talk about. And I, you know, I had stories. Uh, one of my favorites is Joe. And, you know, Joe had everything. And it all got taken away. And he had to start over. Yeah. You know, Saul had to start over. So, yeah. Paul, you know, that's another thing about, like, the starter was it's going to be changes, man. Big changes. Like, Saul got a new name. <laughs> he got a brand new name in his start over. Yeah. So, like, what are you looking in your, like, what's what's changing in you on your start over? Like, something's going to change. Like, there's going to be a new life. There's going to be life somewhere else in these start overs. And, you know, fellas, I like I tell you, I've been there, man. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, there. You could, I could tell you my story and you can see where I started over mm-hmm. so many times. And, like, but I'll tell you in the start over, man, like, so many different things that, you know, came back to life for me. You know, my, uh, my read, like dedication back to like Christ and getting back into survival. That's a new start over. Um, new friendships, my brother E, new testimonies, podcasts, and even my relationship back with my father has like blossomed through this all. But we even sharing like Bible verses and stuff now. So we never did ever because we both was holding on to things and I had hatred in my heart. And I wouldn't be able to be, without this start over, I wouldn't be able to even accept that relationship. Yeah. And the reason why is, I, you know, shoot, this just hit me right now as we're speaking, this just hit me. Maybe I had to understand being rock bottom like my father was for me to be able to show grace to him because he was at rock bottom. Like this is like that just hit me in this moment right now that I didn't even think about that. Like this is how God works. Like this is a purpose on how he works. Like I've been angry at my father who, you know, I share with y'all who's went through like drug problems. My, mother, my father was in the army and had his own walk through life. We, we pretty much had the same traditional curse. My father was blessed at a young age too. I didn't know that until getting up in age. But we, we have a traditional curse that's on, on that right now. But he went his own route with that, with drugs and different stuff like that. And, you know, he wasn't the father that I needed to be, but I still held that against him, right? Even though he went through all that, I still held that against him. Didn't show him grace. God is like, okay, bro, you, you know how many mistakes you've made and I did this for you? Like, okay, I'm at rock bottom now. And now that I'm rededicating myself back in and learning, the first thing I learned when I come in out of this start over was grace. That was like some of the first time. That got me back to my father. Yeah. Like, you know what? I know you went through some stuff, man. And, and I'm, I'm at rock bottom too. So we can call and help each other out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even need you to be that father no more. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, my dad has been out of my life probably for about, <sighs> probably about three or four years. Probably even more than that. Mm-hmm. We've only been talking, I'm talking about through email and video chat, probably about now for probably, I want to say a good three months. This has felt like years. At a time. That goes back to them number days. At a time. The time 365, it don't even sound it. I'm gonna be real with you. I don't even feel the times that he was out because of the times we have now. God redeemed that. Like, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And this was all because of my start over. Mm. And the words my dad said to me that, like, God, me was, I was struggling so hard because I was afraid of getting forgiveness from my family. It, it kept me at the bottom. And I said, all you needed was for me was just to say, I forgive you? That's, that's so simple. And the start over got me to that. 
So, like, man, out there, don't be afraid of these startups. Like, don't be afraid of them. Let the uncomfortability, like, let it let it be uncomfortable. Marvin Sapp has a song, it's called When His Hand Is On You. That's one of the songs I like to listen to because it, it, it continues to let me know when God has his hands on you, it's uncomfortable. Because he's making moves. He's molding. Think about that potter. And this is another one of God's names. That, it don't look right in the beginning. Them hands, but once it's done, what a beautiful masterpiece is afterwards. And he's already called you a masterpiece. So he knows how to shape you. But don't be afraid of don't be afraid of this hard old man. I, I, I really <laughs> want to point that out to you. Um go read Judges Man, start at chapter six and you know, read that through um about Gideon and get your own translation from it. And and please by all means let me know what you get from it too. Now, give me your insights so I can see things that I that I didn't see that you saw. That's the whole point of it, man. Like we all teach each other the wisdom. Yeah. Man, I really want to thank you for this this time, bro, on the start over because this was something that I struggled with terribly mm-hmm. in the beginning. I, it hurt. Like, yeah. yeah. There were days where I, I really, I really almost let go. Like, uh, there's a there's a uh, Kurt Car song said I almost let go. Those were days where I almost let go. I'm, I'm so serious. But without like God's words in my ears, man, it, it got me. He strengthened me through it. So. He 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 gonna get he gonna get y'all through it, man. You gotta you gotta meet him there. Like you gotta meet him there. He 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 got so much strength putting on the table, man. man. Yeah, thank you, bro, for this. Man, bro, like I think you, man. I knew that. I didn't like some of the points that you know, and, and we we just talked about this time thing, man. And you, you just said like it felt like our moment wasn't this. Nothing but God. Like you can't. Neither none of us can restore time. So like if you feel like you miss something, like you miss it through a worldly lens of time if you look at time god created the whole entire world and every creature in it in seven days think about that every living breathing thing in seven days like time ain't nothing to him <laughs> you know how many stories have we seen where families have been restored you know the father wasn't there the mother wasn't there and in those moments you see people shedding tears and hugging that's a hug for all the years. That's a tear for all the years that was missing. And now they come to a place where now they're, they're holidays, birthdays, and all this stuff is, you don't say it, it don't feel like they were gone. You know, so, man, just hey, understand that you'll restart, you'll start over. It's a pivotal point. When you, when you start talking about the start over, man, I, it, it hit me like this, man. It's just like when you're playing it, when you're playing like a game on PlayStation or whatever, and you play one of them story modes, right? In the story mode, you start off in the beginning, you learn how to play the game, teach you how to go through it. Then it says what? Next chapter. So the start over is the next chapter. This is God saying, this is a big sign saying, hey, I'm getting ready to take you to the next place because you wrong where I needed you to. Now I gotta take you to the next level. I gotta take you to the next thing that I need you to do. And then once you look back at look at look at your chapter of your life, look back at where you work. People can see where you work by you giving your testimony. They see how, man, if he was right there, then I can do this. That's tangible. You talk about being something, seeing something tangible, we need these signs. That's why we we all supposed to share our testimony. These are tangible things that we can all see and relate to. Who's ever hearing this podcast, you hearing two fellas that share a testimony with each other, this came about. How God worked in that. Now we're giving our testimonies to help you guys and you're gonna, you, you're gonna, you, whether you get a word or you don't, or you heard, you hearing this podcast six months later and you got something out of it, don't hold back that testimony. Talk about that. Let people know where who you used to be. That's the main thing that we're so, we get embarrassed about the restart. 
like, man, I was doing so good, people seeing my change. And then I went back to that pornography, or I went back to drinking a little bit more, drinking like I used to, or I went back to drugs. No, whatever your, you know, whatever it is, don't worry about that. Yeah, God wants all of that. Understand that He He wants that. He wants that that thing that you went back to. He already know we're not perfect, but He's a potter. So when you pot, when a potter is molding a, a, a masterpiece, it comes in stages. So you don't restart. You at stage one. All right. Now you're in a place you you know God. Stage two. Now you can hear God. Stage three, you back to, now you know God. You know what I'm saying? Stage two, you know what I'm saying? Stage four, you know, and it's gonna be like that. But understand like that restart is a, is a pivotal, important part of your life and your turn. Talk about that, get with people. God's gonna send you people your way to get everything you need to do accomplished, everything he needs you to do accomplished. Understand it. There's gonna come a new relationship. Some are gonna last for the rest of the time and some are just gonna be for seasons. And you have to understand and grow and get understanding and wisdom to understand that in those seasons, don't get attached because things are going to, I'm going to shift. There's a shift coming. There's a restart coming. So understand that like, hey, you, I need you to hear from me. I'll let you know who's going to be there. I'm going to show you everything. At every stage, every restart, there is provision already there. The first provision that is there is already grace. Grace is something, man, like me and, me and my brother Jordan have been talking about grace on a lot of these podcasts, man. And it helped me to understand that I have to give grace to the people that hurt me in my life in order for me to get out of my restart and get to the next stage of life that he needs me in and where he wants me at. So, man, like, ah, bro, you, man. You brought one tonight, bro. I got it, man. Man, I need you tonight, bro. <laughs> say, man. Here's the crazy part, bro. I got on here and I was like, I don't know where this gonna go. And I was like, I'm going to talk about this. And I was like, no, nah, I don't need that. <laughs> I, need you, I need you to come with this. I'm like, okay, cool. And that's just how it worked, man. Like, I'm in a restart. I'm in a restart right now. Yeah. Like, it's, it feels great. I'm, I'm thankful because he gave you a word to give me guidance and to give me understanding in this restart. And that's what we need. So I was like, we're all, like, we're here to help you guys because sometimes you can't hear God, but he'll send somebody that'll say it, and it's from God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it may not be, it may be the simplest thing was like, you know what I'm saying? You telling me a story like, man, I, I, you know, God want me to go to San Antonio. And the simplest bird can be like, well, just go, bro. Like, just go. <laughs> and you're going to be like, okay, God. So, you know what I'm saying? It's simple. It's right. big. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy that you say that because my fiance said the same thing to me. She said, just go. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How you brought that back? Wow, that was like a year ago. Almost. Wow. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's all I got, man. That's all I got right there. That's that heat, bro. That's that heat, man. Like, for real. <sighs> hey, man. Sign us off, bro. Yeah, God, leave with All right. <laughs> hey, so uh, just uh, give out a quick prayer out there, man. God, I just, I really just thank you, you know, for today. I thank you for yesterday, and I thank you for tomorrow. I thank you for the blessings that's coming in advance, God. For everybody, God, that is starting over, God, on a new chapter, God, just, just wrap your arms around them, God, and let them know that everything's gonna be all right. Whisper in their ears the strength that they need, that you have everything figured out, that everything is already in concrete, God. For anybody out there who is um, afraid to start off, God, just continue to give them that strength that they need. Uh, uh, to let fear go, God. A start over only means new life to come. Uh, just continue to help them uh, speak life into themselves, God. I already know that you're going to speak life into them, but continue to put people around them that's going to speak life into the purpose, God. I just want to say thank you and just, you know, bless everybody out there, God. In your name I pray, amen. 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 Amen.
Amen, man. That was good, bro. All right. All right, bro. Talk. Hey, thank you for joining. Thanks for being on. Hey, stay tuned to the next one, man. Be blessed. Hey. Thank you.